for joining me for my second episode of Driving with Debbie. I am uh, excited that only three people have listened to my first episode so far. I was one of them, and part of me wanted to take it down, and another part of me was thrilled that I had gotten through that first episode without a nervous breakdown. I'd like to um, share with you the dramatics of what happens when I try something new. And I'm wondering if anyone else out there has the same issue. Yesterday, I, as I started, as it started getting closer to the time that I was going to record the episode, I found myself getting sweatier and sweatier. I even had two fans going on me. And still when uh, I, I wanted to um, record it live on Facebook and forgot to turn one of the um, buttons, press one of the buttons. So the Facebook live was done, but the podcast hadn't recorded. So I recorded the podcast separately, but my heart was pounding. I had this little knot in my stomach and you can even see on the the Facebook Live that uh, my face is glistening. I had powdered my face twice within a few minutes of recording, and still that you know shiny glistening sweat was all over my face. And when I got done, I was just relieved. I thought, how how could I be so stressed about this? Because the the um, the actual podcast wasn't live and I could always take down the Facebook live. I recorded it on a brand new group. So there was nobody there to witness any uh, flubs. If I, if I screwed it all up and, and wanted to take it down, there was no problem. But I started thinking about that after I was done that when I try something new, when I um, kind of step out of my comfort zone, it creates a whole lot of anxiety inside of me that then later is, you know, I can't believe that I was anxious about it. The, I, I think we all do that. And I think um, sometimes I even avoid doing new things because of the anxiety attached to it. And as entrepreneurs, there are so many things that we have to do that to move our companies forward that take us outside of our comfort zone. And, you know, my question for you today is, what are you going to do to take yourself out of your comfort zone and do something that will help your business move forward that maybe you're not so comfortable about, that maybe is a is a little challenging for you. And I did a little research yesterday. One of the things that I've said I would do on this program is answer questions. And so I've reached out to people to get their questions. And it, of course, it's early, so I don't have questions from my Facebook uh, group or from my Facebook audience yet or from my anchor audience, but I found a resource that has uh, questions that are most Googled and I honed it in on uh, business and entrepreneurs. And 
One of the questions that I think I can uh, answer today that is on this list, I made a list of about 50. Social media is uh, is uh, by far the, the most questions that are asked by entrepreneurs. But this uh, question kind of is that uh, umbrella question about it. What is the best way for professional business owners to increase and grow their online presence? So I'm going to say that again, just, you know, to see if that's a question that you have in your mind. What is the best way for professional business owners to increase and grow their online presence? So as I uh, state that question, it feels like it's obvious to me and it may be obvious to you, but social media is the way for you as a business owner to increase your online presence. It can drive traffic to your website. It can drive, it, it can um, help you tell your story, which is what customers want today. They want to know more about you. They want to know who you are and and why you're doing what you do and, and how that benefits them. I say in, when I do presentations, I say that it's no longer the era of fake it till you make it. It's now the era of authenticity, of genuine authenticity. And if I could encourage one thing of you as a professional, as a professional business owner, is not to feel like you have to have every answer for every question all the time. That people look to you for advice and for um, that uh, professional presence and for your expertise, but they don't expect you to be all-knowing. However, if there is something that you don't know, just say, I don't know, and I'll find out. And it's really funny that we expect that of new employees. We expect that of the vendors and the people that work for us. But somehow, at least I believe I'm supposed to have all the answers, and I just don't. And uh, it's funny the the uh, interview I did this morning on Wake Up to the New Rules of Business, uh, my guest Fritz Batcher uh, said that in the interview about advice he would give his 17-year-old self. And that's my Friday question of the week to all of my guests on that show. And he had said what you know, at 17, you expect to have all the answers and you just don't, you just don't have to. And I thought, as I was talking to you just now, that that's absolutely true. No matter what age you are, you think you're supposed to have all the answers, but you just don't have to have all the answers. It's okay to go find the answers. We have more resources available to us than we've ever had in any lifetime of our parents, of our grandparents, of their parents. And so relax. You can find the answer. And now the answer to the question about 
how to grow your online presence, it is absolutely, as a reminder, social media. Get out there and stop just posting your sales pitches. Tell people who you are. Tell people why they should like you, why they should do business with you. Draw them in. Share with them the fun things that happen in your environment, the the um, flubs that happen in your environment. Yesterday, our, I was at a presentation with uh, the social media director at UNLV, and she shared on one of her slides the failures. And I thought, how refreshing that we can finally talk about failures without feeling like we have to hide our head in the sand because everybody sees our failures. They see them. We might as well talk about them. We might as well learn from them. We might as well embrace them and share them with others so others can learn from our mistakes. And that's what they do with their social media posts. They look at what's working and what's not working, and they do more of what's working and less of what's not working. And that's what you have to do with social media. Stop judging every post on its own. Just keep posting the, um, and I'll break down the different social medias in kind of a nutshell, just a, a broad overview, because if you're listening to this a year from today, it might be completely different. But for today, November 2nd, 2018, the breakdown is this. Facebook is a combination of men and women, and they're in that 30 to 50 age range. Twitter is a, and there, and those, uh, the people on Facebook are both a combination of individuals and company pages and personal pages. And that's where you post a combination of everything about your business and everything about your life. Twitter is, uh, ha- has emerged as kind of a quick hit news media type of outlet. And so if you have quick tips, tricks, you know, just kind of highlight hits, that's where you do Twitter. And Twitter is right now in that same age range of 30 to 50. Then there's uh, Instagram, which skews a little bit younger right now, but the the uh, experts are saying that that trend is going to, is going to, go higher in age. So, you know, you get down to the 20 to uh, 40 year olds in that uh, Instagram. And it's really much more visual than storytelling. So you're telling your story with a picture with very little text attached to it. And then LinkedIn is very professional. And that's where where Facebook draws in more entrepreneurs and more small business. LinkedIn uh, has drawn in more executives and higher level professionals. And of course, uh, it makes a great resource for you to keep all your um, uh, resume history and background there so that when an employer is searching you, if if you're looking for employment in an executive level, that makes a great place to store that information and and have it be a resource. And trust me, they're probably looking at that too. So make sure it's up to date and get some referrals in there so that people um, who are looking at you can see what your peers and colleagues, colleagues think about you. 
And let's see, I've covered Facebook, I've covered uh, Twitter, I've covered LinkedIn, I've covered Instagram. Then there's YouTube and IGTV, the the two main media outlets. Now, IGTV is not main yet, it mainstream yet. It is uh, new to the scene here in uh, 2018 that Facebook and Instagram, you know, got married a couple of years ago and they had a baby IGTV and they're trying to compete in that video distribution world and, 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 uh, and self-promotion is self-produced uh, content world. And so that audience is still a little young. There's still some, um, uh, disadvantages, I think, to IGTV um, over YouTube. And of course, IGTV's claim to fame is the vertical video. And then YouTube is the horizontal video, and YouTube claims to have created more stars than Hollywood. So that's a great place for you as a business owner to post instructional videos and uh, customer service uh, tips and tricks types of videos. And that is a way for you to tell your brand story without without being salesy or without selling. You're offering this service to people who are buying your product. And gosh, if I haven't bought your product, but I see that you offer you know, all this helpful information, I'm certainly going to consider your your product over somebody else's. So that's my answer to what is the best way for professional business owners to increase and grow their presence online. Social media is it, baby. So I'm going to end the podcast today with uh, kind of a, a, a quick point. The, yesterday I talked about FOMO at the end of the podcast. Today I'm going to talk about Shiny object syndrome, SOS, or as some people say, squirrel, squirrel. So what do you do when you're, you get totally distracted by this new idea, this new shiny object, you're, you're on your path, you've got things to do, you've got, you know, your goal, goals or your, your action plan for the week. And suddenly, suddenly this shiny thing pops up and is completely distracting. So I'm telling you, I have it. I have shiny object syndrome as bad as I have FOMO. And here, here are some things that I do to try to help myself so that I can stay on my path, but still not uh, shut down new ideas. Because those new ideas could be the the, you know, one of those new ideas could be the one thing that really drives my business faster. So what I look at is when I'm when I get distracted that way, I'll ask myself, <clears throat> what's the most important next step for me to take? And if if that most important next step is not the shiny object, investigating the shiny object, learning about the shiny object, implementing a shiny object, if that's not the next best step for me to take for my business, then what I do is I have an idea, I have an Excel spreadsheet of ideas, and I write down the idea. I even 
um, have gotten a little better at this because sometimes I go back to those ideas and I have no idea what that meant. And so if there is a website or if there's a book or a resource that I can point to to help remind me what that idea was when I when my next best step in my day is to look at my opportunities that I didn't have time to look at before. And so that ideas or opportunity list is a, is a list of those shiny objects that came into my path. But my next step was, was uh, to do something that was um, an appointment for my business or um, completing a project for my business or for a client. And so if that shiny object didn't get my attention at that moment. I have it captured on, some people call it a parking lot. Some people call it an idea list. Some people call it an opportunity list. I actually have named mine an opportunity list because there are some opportunities on that. When I go back to that list, I find opportunities that I absolutely can implement or I find resources that actually make my um, the organization of my day or my time more effective. And so that's where those things go. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope these ideas were helpful and entertaining. And I hope more of my uh, energy came through today and not so much of my uh, anxiety. And I look forward to sharing ideas with you. I look forward to you sharing your ideas with me as well. Please go over to my Facebook group, uh, Business Drivers. I really look forward to hearing from you. And thank you for driving with me today. Debbie Donaldson signing off.